0: Okay, welcome to week six, week five on your outline. And I'm Chuck Mitchell, and I'm an elder here. Um, as you know, Rick was here from the very beginning. I, wife, my wife Pam, and I, uh, we came on anniversary one picnic. So we've been here all up to the uh, from, since the first year. So we're excited that uh, you're checking us out, and. Um, We're excited. As most of you know, we've been through the transition uh, for the last six months or just finished up our six months with our pastors. And so (laughs) that's been, um, it's amazing how God has used that um, and continue to use that. And um, we're just excited that you guys are here to be part of that process, okay, as we continue on and uh, what God has for us at Orlando Grace Church. I'm very intimidated to have all these elders sitting in front of me because they probably. We had a meeting yesterday, and they probably said we need to make sure Chuck is talking correctly. So more, you know, more than have two witnesses instead of one. Okay, so let's get going. I I mean, uh, well, my what we have. I'm gonna do is just go real quickly. Is have folks that we've got over here. Uh, first half of the class, they're gonna talk about ministries, and then I got another group coming in, in the second half that's gonna talk about ministries. We're gonna go pretty quickly. Uh, time for a little bit of questions if you want, but we're gonna be moving quickly just to get it's this is kind of introduction informal. This is what the ministry are ministries are. Number one is to let you know what the ministries are as, as a potential member here. Number two, uh, they're looking for volunteers, okay. Number three is, particularly if you get spiritual, spiritual gifts, you should go in through and say, how's that night nice fit? How can I serve? We really want you to serve in this church, okay? Not just to attend and be a member on the rules. We want you to be a... We want this to be your church home. And as a home, everybody serves. Everybody works together. And that's really what we want. Um, and uh, we're excited that you're here. Today. Okay, so we're going to start real quick. Uh, Ms. Joyce? Uh, we have Joyce Jacobs. She takes care of women's ministries, women of grace, and she teaches precepts.
1: Hi. A couple of familiar faces in here. Uh, Katie's already in my precept class, um, which we hold on Wednesday mornings. Precept upon precept, if you're not familiar with it, is um, a uh, Bible study where you study the Bible book by book inductively. So right now we are in uh, 2 Samuel and we're going to be starting 1 Kings in just a few weeks. If you're interested in doing a day, it is a daytime Bible study. It's on Wednesday mornings. I'd love to talk to you about it and get you involved. We had a really sweet group of ladies there. Great fellowship and great time in the Word. So, um, Anyone is welcome even if you just want to come and check us out. Just come and sit in on the class. You're welcome to do that as well. There's no obligation at all. And then secondly, I also lead the um, Women of Grace Women's Ministry team here at OGC. We plan several events during the year. We have one coming up on March the 30th, which would be a great opportunity for you to come and um, get to know some of the women of the church. We have been focusing on spiritual gifts actually since last fall. We did an introductory teaching uh, on full day um, last fall, and we're doing Spiritual Gifts Part Two uh, on March the 30th. There is... Uh, you didn't have to come to part one to come to part two. It's a different structured day. We are going to be looking at the gifts more specifically on this day, and have a panel of women who have different gifts, so that we can do lots of question and answers. There's also a teaching in the morning. We serve breakfast and lunch, so it's just kind of a nice fun day. Um, we do three events like that a year, uh, and um, we've are uh, two yeah th- three events. Um, this one, there will be one in the fall where we're actually going to do an event out at um, the Seminary in Oviedo. Nancy Guthrie is coming. She's going to be teaching on biblical theology. It's a Friday night and an all-day Saturday, so we're, gonna, we're planning that for our fall event, and then we'll have a Christmas gathering okay. as well. Also, the other thing that Women of Grace does is every the first Wednesday of every month, we gather at the Herbox home, And it's just a gathering where we'll have a woman give a testimony, a woman might do a teaching. Sometimes it's just an open sharing time that uh, this month, that's what it is this week, this Wednesday night at the Herbox at 7. So there's lots of opportunities for women to get together. We are women. We are trying to um, just build uh, uh, a rich community of women who love one another and serve the church. Um, well. So um, if you have any more questions, I actually will be standing out at the Women of Grace table today. It's just outside in the hallway there taking registrations for the event and um, if you have any questions, you can ask me then or if anybody has anything now.
0: Stay right here. Okay. I, I like to, to, to always sing this lady's praises because she teaches my wife and it's, it's been amazing how she's grown. So thank you so much, Miss Girl.
1: My pleasure. Thank you. Any questions? Okay. Welcome to Orlando Grace.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Really encourage you, ladies, to check that out. Okay, we're going to have uh, Chris Wallace. He's he serves as a deacon here, and uh, and runs our service team. So, Chris.
3: Good morning. Um, I haven't been here as long as Chuck, but my wife and I have been here since um, January two thousand eleven. So we've been here over eight years, uh, enjoy this, and it's really become our church home. And as I said, I serve with the deacon, and a lot of our, all of our deacons, we meet once a month and we come up and we're always looking at how can we improve the operation of the church. And part of the things that we have to do here is we don't have full-time staff that set up, take down, even though we're in our own building, there's still a lot of setup that's gotta take place on Sunday mornings, converting classrooms around from Joyce's precepts to it can be ready for a regular Sunday morning classroom, Uh, We got to take care of the ushering clean up of the parking lot as we all live here in Florida We know the storms can come through on a Saturday and we could have all kinds of debris around the parking lot You get the kids rooms ready wipe it down And so when somebody joins the church um, as you guys start leaning that way usually what happens is the men are Put on the service team women are usually put in nursery or other ladies ministries unless you serve in other ministries so if you're on the music team which Mike will let me know who's on there, then you will not serve on a service team. But it's a way for you to get involved, get to know other men, get to know um, other parts of service. And so you, it happens about once every six weeks. So it's not every week, not every once a month. Right now, And the more we have, the bigger the teams go or we add another team so it spreads out. But it's imperative because you help everybody when you come in to serve, to enjoy fellowship and worship in the service. Which if we're all trying to rush to get it done, You're not really having an open mind for that. Um, But it it allows most of the people to prepare to worship in the morning. Um, It also prepares the children's ministry. So when Amanda comes in, she's not stressing to make sure everything's ready. We've taken care of that. We also run the hall monitors. So if you feel like you want to be, it's part of the service team, but you're specifically, you got to get a background check and you're patrolling the areas, checking the areas for the kids. You help escort the kids out to make for safety. It's a safety protocol that we do. Um, it's just one extra thing. It includes patrolling the parking lot. In this day and age, as you know, we cannot be over-cautious. So we're always making sure that everybody that comes is safe and can enjoy worship, and also our children are extremely safe. Um, and that pretty much explains everything. There's also other special projects. So maybe your, teen, your time is more free during the week. Um, And we've had some people that, they might be gone on the weekends, but they can help out with a special project. We have all kinds of projects that are always going on. So, I mean, for example, I've got a, as simple as it sounds, a seven foot by seven foot shed that's just gonna be needed to be assembled. So we can put some of our equipment in it. (laughs) It'll be delivered sometime, and so I'm looking for people that, hey, I'm free during the week, I can put it up for you Mm -hmm. and assemble it. And we appreciate everybody's time. When we had the work day, we weren't demanding that you're here eight hours. Some people came for an hour. We're appreciative of any help. Cause the more you help, the more you're involved, the more it is, as Chuck said, your church home. Yeah. You take ownership. This becomes part you're part of the body and everybody is important in that area. Did
0: anybody come and participate in the workday Saturday? Oh, awesome. Well yep. you preach to the choir, buddy. Yeah. So so hopefully the folks that are fairly are new, you got to meet people and serve with them and work with them. It's kinda like, you know, when you break bread with them, you get to know them a little bit better. When you're pushing a wheelbarrow next to them, you get to know
3: them, you know. So that's great. Yeah, in this case, I got to meet Jake and Alba, fellow Reds fans. So we've been both <laughs> big say Reds fans. See,
0: you not. never know those kind of things unless you're pushing a your wheelbarrow. And I'll, right.
3: and I'll throw a little Reds envy at you. I got two tickets for Opening Day game, so I'll be flying up for the oh, yeah, Opening Day game. Which for anybody that's a Reds fan, that's our.
0: See, that's one of the advantages of coming. You know, <laughs> get to know this guy. Yeah. Go with him.
2: Any,
4: what? I'm from Cincinnati. So oh. I was born and raised in area. What uh, part? Uh, so I was I was
0: born at the mid uh, Hospital, but my dad yep. was in the Air Force, so we were up at Wright right back, right back, many yeah. years. Yeah. The Milford area. Me too. All right, good. That's enough. There are of... <laughs> we have too many Yankees here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Any questions? real quick for Chris. Oh yeah. oh, yeah, go ahead, Chris. That's new, right? That's yeah, new.
3: we are going to be increasing the parking, um, hopefully next week. We, uh, we don't have to wait for the closure. We have asked uh, the owners of it until we close to start using the new parking lot. about the adjacent land? The adjacent land. Once we have the certificate of insurance, which should come in, in the next couple days, we will start uh, lining that as a parking lot. But we'll also need help for people to help park the cars. Um, because the first time coming in, we don't need people every which way. It's a grass lot, so it's not asphalt, so it's not very well determined, but you want it so people can come and go and get out without any harm to themselves or to the vehicles, so. But that's, we're hoping to begin, as soon as we get the certificate of insurance that they have graciously allowed us to start parking instead of waiting until after the closure, before the closure. So if you're interested in helping with parking, we could use that as well. It's just a new part of service that's gonna be entered into the uh, program. By the way, I did forgot to ask, anybody got any questions? If not, I'll be around
0: all morning. So okay, good. Thank you, so Chris. So uh, Chris serves with Rick on the um, deacon board. They're two of the, are our deacons, and thank you for your hard work. All right, we're going to have uh, Mike Grahams coming up. As you probably know, Pastor Mike. Um, Steve Allman was going to come in and talk about auto, vi- audio and visual, but he's busy right now working on some things for the service. So Michael's going to talk about uh, music and, and
2: audio. All right. Yeah. So I'll cover both those things. I'll cover Steve's area first. Uh, So our AV team is, it's a small nimble team. Um, A lot of, you know, if any, if you're going to be on, on the slides, it's more straightforward. Um, You know, there's a little bit of a learning curve with the, you know, the software that, you know, runs our slides. Um, Also, there's a position. Um, also running lights. Um, that position's really easy. There's just one button um, that, you, that you push. That you push five different times, I think, uh, throughout the service. That might work for you. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah. Um,
0: there's, there's an opportunity for everybody, everybody. in this church.
2: The slides are tricky though because there's like there's about like a quarter second quarter of a second window that you have to hit uh, whether it, it, if you get on the on the one side of it you're too slow and, the, and mm-hmm. if you get on the on the other side of it you, you're too quick and I don't know it, it's tricky I, I've done it yes. I've done it a couple times and we oh knew my, when you did it uh, yeah yeah you did because <laughs> it, yeah um, so th- that's one that you, no that,
0: that grace comes back to me yeah
2: so yeah that's that's one um, if you've got a uh, if you got a good ticker and you can deal with stress, uh, the slide, the slide thing. Every time I get I get the stress slide. <laughs> um, uh, we are working on building building our depth on the uh, on our soundboard. Um, you know, there have been times where we've had a lot of depth there, and, and right now is not one of those things. So um, that is an area where um, if you have any. Um, you know any experience with live audio um working with soundboards or any of those different kinds of things please talk to me um uh that is a a very one of the most one of the most important roles I'm looking to fill um and then um on the music team um if you remember back to week 4 so 2 weeks ago um just briefly we have a five fold um music philosophy here and And that is um, congregational, knowable, singable, um, true, and contextual and those five things just very simply mean um, we want um, the the primary instrument we're looking to play on a Sunday morning is us. we're trying to play the congregation we're the most important. Um, instrument that 's there, and so we 're not trying to do you know lights and lasers and smoke and fog and all that, and we 're not trying to do you know pipe organ or you know whatever the other end of the spectrum, um, just kind of trying to do a um, you know happy happy medium um, in those things and we 're not trying to crank it so loud that you know we can 't hear one another and so um, we 're here and because um, we we are the ecclesia, which means um we are the church gathered and so the point of that for us in terms of how we understand that is we're we're meant to um uh, sing uh hymns and songs and spiritual songs with one another and we're here to hear um and apply um the preached word and then we scatter um to go um to our mission um to uh, to our city and to minister to the people that God's put in our lives, and so that's why that's what that congregational piece. We want to sing songs that roughly um, that you know. Um, that doesn't mean that we won't introduce some songs every now and then, but we're not trying to do that, you know, all the time. And what we try to introduce hopefully is um, is really good and really quality. We want to sing songs that um, hopefully that are in a key that we can. That we can sing. Um, There's a lot of, you know, songs that you you listen to like on like the Z or those different kinds of things that um, are great in that medium, but maybe would be really difficult for us to be able to sing here because of maybe it's too high or maybe it just doesn't translate well to a congregational context. So we're trying to, we're trying to choose songs that, you know, work well in the context of what we're trying to do here and then obviously we only want to sing things that are true um you know there's a sense in which you know we're just we're singing doctrine right we're singing things that are true about who god is and what he's done and what is um you know what is this narrative of creation fall redemption consummation and then finally just contextual and that's just that last piece we're not trying to do you know, just copy and paste whatever, you know, Coldplay's doing, you know, here. Um and we're not trying to, you know, you know, do whatever Calvin was doing in Geneva in, you know, the early fifteen hundreds. So, um, just trying to get a, a balance on those things. Um I we do we do have some pretty specific needs um on our music team. If any of you are um excellent um guitar players or um uh, have uh drumming skill um serious drumming skill um those are two particular areas that we're really looking to fill um right now we need some additional depth um so if that's you or if you know somebody um who's like that um please let me know and um does anybody have oh um and Probably many of you already know this because I think a lot of you were at the our um, at our last family night meeting, but we are looking at some point here later on this year, um, <laughs> finances permitting, to um, make some investments in our music ministry. We haven't had anybody, um, you know, in terms of paid staff over this area in over a year, and so, um, Lord willing, we'll be making a a full time hire to that end of, of a music director, um, hopefully later on this year. Again, those things will be, you know, uh, fiscally dependent um, on, you know, when we're able to, to pull the trigger on those things. Um, but that has been um, baked into our 2019 budget, and so Lord willing, we'll be able to make that um, higher here later on this year. Does anybody have any questions about either music or AV? All right. Thanks. Um we can go get some of these other people. Yeah,
0: appreciate it. Is that at one time we had five drummers in this church, two professional drummers. <laughs> so uh, it's kind of you know it's amazing. One went to went to seminary and uh, and then one one moved back home to you know take care of folks. And so um, it's amazing how God just uses people in and out. So we're always there's always needs there. Rick, can you go ahead and we're sure. ahead of schedule. Yeah. So um, Rick's going to talk about. Uh, connections and that means a lot of different things so and hopefully we'll be expanding those things as we we
5: start thinking about growth
0: and things like that
5: Uh, so um, one of the uh, responsibilities that I'm tasked with is um, the connect what we call the connections team or the uh, first response team whatever you want to (coughs) call it and so uh, that uh, very simply that is um, the greeters that you see at the front door on Sunday mornings and also the ones that serve at the welcome desk so those are obviously very important ministries Um, as we're welcoming those that come in the door could be longtime members uh, regular attenders uh, guests for the first time and uh, as you know because we all live normal lives and things happen during the week uh, uh, that can be very tough we have no idea what's on someone's heart and mind when they walk in the door on Sunday mornings and so it's so critical uh, that we welcome them with open arms Again, not over the top, obviously, but with love and, and, and grace and uh, let them know that we're glad that they're here.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: And um, and so it's a, it's a wonderful ministry. I, I really enjoy it when I uh, get to do it. It's a great way to meet people, um, obviously, uh, here at OGC. Um, so that's one area. We call them front door greeters. And uh, they typically serve um, from 9.15 <clears> to 11. So uh, from 15 minutes before Sunday school or equipping hour begins to... 15 minutes after the service starts. And um, uh, you are, if you are in an equipping hour class, uh, you can go to class at 940 uh, once the uh, the influx of folks coming for that hour uh, dies down, and then we ask you to come back out at 1025. So it's, it's not a solid hour and 45 minutes. Uh, you uh, are allowed to go to equipping hour class if you'd like to. Some do, some don't. So that's one option. The other area is the service desk. Or the welcome welcome center desk, uh, which is there along with uh, our kid check program uh, starting today, and so that is someone that kind of watches folks come in the door, um, um, and answers questions. Uh, can be as simple as where are the bathrooms, where are the classes, what are the equipping our classes that were that we are offering uh, during that semester, and where are they located? Who's teaching them? We provide that information to you. Um, It could be what were the kids' classes. Um, Obviously, the children's uh, ministry volunteer who's up there uh, with that person would also help in that regard. Um, It can be directing them to the resource center. Uh, It can be, uh, because we have information up there about our community groups and different things. They might just have simple questions about OGC. So it's not a, again. It's not, it's another position that's not hard, but it's some some. We need someone there that's dedicated and can watch the folks that come in the door and try to anticipate what maybe the needs are for those folks, you know, and help and direct accordingly. Again, we want to be there, you know. Again, just to be a helping hand and a, and a friendly face. Uh, same hour for that class or same hour for that position, 9:15 to 11. Again, you can go to equip, equipping hour at 9:40 and come back out at 10:25 if you would like to do so. Um, Those are the two primary positions. Um, And we do like to beef that up from time to time when we have special (laughs) events, uh, Christmas Eve service, um, uh, funerals, I mean, just, you know, we are special events. So we've had a couple of music events over over the years here. And so we'll expand and build out that team as needed. Um, And so we'll try to pull in people, maybe who don't serve in those roles on a regular basis. Um, We try to, um, there are a few folks that love to greet, and love to work at the Welcome Center desk. And you will see them there more, more often than not. And um, they, uh, Joyce, especially at the Welcome Desk, uh, Joyce Hunt, she just loves to do it. And um, so she feels it every week that she can. And that really does help us out uh, right now as our roster of volunteers in those two uh, positions is pretty low. So it's a simple um, but meaningful and necessary. Um, a service role in both of those options and um, if you have any questions on that I'd be happy to answer them and um, we'd love to have you serve if that's something that you would like to do and um, we try to uh, have folks serve once or twice in a in a month or two period so it's not something that's overwhelming to folks um, I will mention um, the ushers are typically that we that we have now that hand out bulletins and to a degree help direct people to seat which I think will become more critical as we fill up You know the the sanctuary. Those typically start (coughs) off of the service team, but I can envision you know us adding that uh, as an option off of the connections team as well moving forward. So that's another option. So, (coughs) any questions about any of those areas or Mike? Anything I've forgotten? Chuck?
2: I have a little fact that I read yesterday that Walmart officially has changed the name from greeters to customer hosts. Parishioner, <laughs> parishioner. Yeah. O- yeah. o- <laughs> okay, all right,
0: good. Well, <clears throat> the folks that are fairly new here, how have we done on greeting when you first came? Okay, Great. all right, all right. So that's positive. We always want to make sure it's positive and be more positive. Okay, because that makes a big impact <clears throat> when people come into the church. Since we've got a little time, I'll tell a story. Uh, I came, uh, Pam and I came uh, here in 1992, we were at or- uh, Orangewood Pres, and my folks were charter members at Orangewood Pres. and, and uh, when I was in college, um, they made that change, and uh, when, so Pam and I, when we were dating, we would always go to, obviously, my folks' church when we came visited, and my dad was the official <clears throat> greeter at Orangewood Pres for a long time. And he, and he had a name tag called Uncle Charlie. And um, I'll tell you two stories and tell you how important, and this just applies to every, every member because greeting people in the pews is just as important as greeting people out front. But um, I was on the phone call, a business phone call, um, less than six months ago. And uh, this gentleman, I knew who he was and he didn't know who I was because he's about 20 years younger than I am. And so I, he was, he and his mom were at our church at Orlando, at our Orangewood. I used to do it the other way, but now Orangewood mm-hmm. Press. And uh, so I'm talking. I said, "How's your mom doing? Uh, is she still in Atlanta? You, you know, you, you hear on the phone." Yeah, she's doing good, you know. And the show, I started asking questions, and, and uh, he goes, "What was, it? you're not Uncle Charlie's son, are you?" <laughs> My, my dad has been dead 22 years okay so he says I can't tell you how much he made me feel comfortable going to church when I was a little kid because okay? he was a teenager uh, we had Mike Glodo who comes and preaches sometimes here and he's an RTS uh, professor and uh, I went over and said hello to uh, Mike's wife and, uh, and she said oh here's our kids and she went over to the daughter and she says this is Uncle Charlie's son And she says, oh, my goodness, I can't believe I think of him often. Okay? She's only 29 years old. Her mom says, she's only 29 years old. She was 5 or 6 years old, and she remembers my dad. So I'm just telling you that the impact of making people feel welcomed in church, in the pews, after church, somebody to sit next to you, or even if you're officially working for Rick, greeting at the door or at the there. It's just so important that people feel like they're part of something, okay? So, we're going to have uh, Mr. Larry is coming in. Um, last time it was both of you guys. She's, yeah. trust, she's trust you? Well, <laughs> uh,
6: might grab me a little earlier.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm so a, we got, a, got Larry and Karen yeah. there. They take care of the hospitality. So anytime you have any events, they're related to the fellowship and food.
6: That's mm-hmm. Larry and Karen. Well, you pretty much said it right there. <laughs> yeah, we organize uh, church events, things like the picnics, family meetings, receptions, and some odd things now and here, now and then. But uh, yeah, if you have a gift of service, you know, I think most people do have a gift of service. Uh, it's a great opportunity to uh, get involved with the church behind the scenes, like me. I don't like being up here right now I don't like that, but uh so behind the scenes and just uh uh helping serving God's people is uh you know great to do if if that's what you wanna do um we also do coffee coffee is probably the the one thing that is takes the most commitment uh it is a month long kind of deal where every weekend we kind of rotate monthly, so we only have maybe three or four at the most people that do coffee so it can it can uh you know can be a burden a little bit on them but if, so if you think you can do that that would be great um but uh yeah anything else uh if you need to help it, uh, we kind of just prepare food and uh, clean up set up things like that so if that's something that you just want to get involved in serve god's people that'd be great
0: Darren yeah. did you, you guys involved in the um anything from the church-wide, so the picnics, taking care of all those things, we had... What was the last thing that we did? I'm trying to think. Well, there's
6: Kurt's... Kurt's you know, Kurt's um, Farewell, yep. okay. book signing. Book signing. Sometimes there's other <coughs> things that get involved, but uh, it's not a big commitment. It's just uh, just see me or Karen, my wife, and uh, we can put you to work just for the one, one day and just help set up and serve. Uh, yeah. Do you guys get involved in other events like weddings or... Um it, if they're related. here if they're here, like a funeral, had a couple of those okay. uh, and in a wedding too, and we've had a lot of stuff mm-hmm. like that, yeah, then you get involved too. But if it yeah. It's not something that takes a big commitment. But coffee is really <coughs> the big thing. Um if you you know, could think about that.
2: You are we allowed it? to nominate people for like coffee. I want to
6: nominate Fred after oh, yeah. conversations <laughs> I had with him a Fred weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> if Fred used to do his own coffee. Okay. of my wife can in touch with not <laughs> That is uh, that's something that, that we we almost stopped doing coffee because we didn't have enough people to, to help. So, so and we won't, and the folks that are
0: the coffee drinkers like it done well, right? Yeah,
6: <laughs> right. So. Yeah, <laughs> That's my wife, Karen. Hi, We're Karen. Karen. Uh, 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 okay. And we pretty much went over everything.
5: Okay, um, yeah. did we talk about coffee?
6: <laughs> 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 We're to talk about that coffee. Twice.
2: Twice. Twice. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, good recording. Yeah, yeah. uh, yeah, that, uh, that, that, that was perfect, Karen. <laughs> okay, <good.
0: laughs> we really emphasized that. Now we did it three times. Good, yay. <laughs> Great. So these guys are troopers. They're behind the scenes folks, and they make everything, any anything we have food or reception or or, or, our finger foods, drinks. These guys do it, and so they could use some help. Okay. Okay? Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Appreciate it, Larry. Good job, Ed. All right. We got uh, Kirk. Can
2: we do Amanda next? Yeah, Amanda. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I. Sorry. No. No. You're right. That's fine. Sorry.
0: (laughs) Okay, Amanda takes care of nursing, and she's, and she's brought stuff for you to sign up right now.
7: Oh, I don't know about that, but um, yes, my name is Amanda Walton. Um, my husband's name is Rodney. We have been here for a long time. Um, I don't know, in the 10, 11 years range. We served overseas with crew for a little bit, so we were gone part of that time, but um, OGC has been our church home for a long time. Um, we have three kids uh, who are 9, 5, and 3 and another one on the way so we um are busy all the time but i do um i am the children's ministry director so i am on staff here i work part-time for the church during the week Um, so i come to staff meetings and take care of a lot of the behind the scenes children's nursery details um and yeah so um if you have children i've already interacted with you some i'm sure um but we do, we offer nursery care for children ages four and under um, f- during the worship service. And then um, after age four, um, children are generally in the service with their parents. Um, and then the next kind of phase is four, is pre-K through second grade. Um, we have something called Grace Kids, which the kids come out of the service just during the sermon time. Again, you've probably heard that be dismissed. So we feel like that's a good blend of um being in the service with your family but also um, having realistic developmental expectations for children you know it's a lot to ask a four or five-year-old to sit through 75 minutes of a service so um, we tried to kind of balance those those things so then once they're in third grade they are um, in the service i have a third grader this year and so he's he's done well it definitely takes some training and teaching and um, some adjustments in those ways but um, that's what we have going on during the worship <coughs> service hour. Um, also during equipping hour and during this time, we have nursery care and children's Sunday school class for all the way through fifth grade. We also have a youth Sunday school class, but that's outside of my realm at this point. So um, we have the Lions class of second through fifth grade. We have the Eagles class, which is kindergarten and first at this point. And then there's also a Cheetahs class for threes and fours um, where they all have a lesson that is um, – developmentally appropriate. We do crafts and fun activities. Um, The the Lions class, the second through fifth graders, are going through the New City Catechism for children this um, year, and so they are memorizing catechism questions and Bible verses. My Third grade son is all about earning these Bible bucks that their teacher has made that he can cash in for uh, Prizes so you never know what he's going to come out of Sunday school with that he's been saving his Bible bucks for So um, we really do um, Work to love children well here Um, You will find that in general our Philosophy of ministry is to assist parents in what you're already doing at home um, we don't think that um, it's the church's job to teach your kids everything they need to know about the Bible. We certainly want to supplement. We want to encourage. We want to encourage kids to memorize verses and learn about the Lord, even even at three. My three-year-old daughter's class is going through the stories of the Old Testament. So this morning they're talking about Jacob and um, his brothers selling him into slavery, and they've been working through Old Testament stories. So. They're just all different things um, going for all different ages. But again, like, we really want parents to be the main primary spiritual influence on their children. Um, and just that those conversations that you have at home are are the, the main point, the main bulk of discipling your kids, and that we just come alongside and supplement what you're already doing. So... um I brought along some handouts. If you are interested, I'm going to leave them over here. Um, Both of our nursery and children's ministry, like vision and beliefs and mission statement, And then I also have our volunteer manuals for both the nursery and our children's ministry. Um, When you become a member of OGC, uh, we generally have women serve in the nursery as kind of the first step, a good way to get plugged in. Um, the way that the nursery service works is you serve about every six weeks um, and I put together a whole schedule based on your availability and your age group preferences of which classroom whether you want to be with infants or toddlers or um, the three, four preschool age kids. Um, so yes, yeah, so once you do your membership, once you're installed as a member, you'll get an email from me. Um, we do run background checks on all of our nursery volunteers. Um, which is just a standard kind of safety policy at this point um, in the world that we live in. Um, so then we would love to get you connected um, into the nursery ministry. And then if you're interested in continuing to serve with children, we can connect you to serving in a Sunday school class or in one of our programs for the older kids. We really feel like the nursery is like a good way to kind of get your feet wet. That um, It's just a lot of fun to hang out with kids. and. Um, there's not a lot of prep work that needs to go into that or any of those things. So that's usually where we start. Um, also, just as a safety thing, we're rolling out this new system this morning actually. It's called Kid Check. So all the kids that are signing in um, are signed in electronically. Their parents um, can input all their allergy information, their birthdays, all that prints out on their name tag. And then um, parents get a name tag as well that matches. Um, with their kids. So we, we really do try to keep kids safe, um, loved and safe are always, are always my goals um, every Sunday morning that we don't lose anyone or enter anyone or any of those things. So if those things happen and your kids learn something about the Lord, then I count that as victory. I, don't know. I count that as victory in my in my family. My kids can tell me something at lunch if they can tell me something that they learned.
0: Besides nothing. Besides nothing. nothing or
7: you know, playing football. I don't know. There's there are other things that they want to talk about, but I want I would love I love to hear what God's teaching them and what like all the volunteers that are in our nursery and children's ministry are pouring into our kids because it's yeah, it's just really fun for me as a parent to see other adults influencing my kids' lives. I mean, Dan and Carrie uh, teach Grace kids, and they're always telling us some hilarity that my middle daughter Rosie has said, and um, and just that she's always asking good questions. It's really encouraging as a parent to hear, like, "Wow, God's really is working on her heart." She's not just saying those things at home mm-hmm. because we're saying. It's family devotional time and then we can have dessert you know like, <laughs> so, like those things are really deep in, in her heart so um that's my summary does anybody have any questions i feel like i talked really fast
0: while uh, you're here and rick's here let me just say that if you heard um chris talk about the men we by default we sent them up on the setup team mm-hmm. and by default we put them on the, the ladies uh, on the nursery if you have a bent uh, ladies, if you want to blow down and move chairs, we allow you to do that, too. And if the guys, if you want to be able to work in the nursery after your check and all that stuff, we allow that, too. Let me just say that, unfortunately, we have to, for insurance purposes, that's why we make sure Rick was here, uh, husband and wife only count as one in a, in a room because, um, and so from insurance purposes. So. We'd have to double up if you end up working with your spouse in the nursery, then somebody, we'd have to have
5: three in that room. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, so. What, so, what, what <coughs> Becky and I do when we both work in the nurseries, we work in different rooms. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Yeah, so. that
7: that is, it is an option for sure. Um, we do usually like to get to know men, especially a little better, before we place them in the nursery. Um, and also, like, we tend to. The other part of our policies and procedures is that we don't allow men to change diapers. And so any men that are serving in the nursery are usually serving in that three- or four-year-old range where those kids are using the bathroom independently. So, So again, those are just kind of, yes, part of the whole new world of insurance. (coughs) Sure.
5: Okay, any questions related to that? You want to mention the children's... um the check-in volunteers just kind of yeah the other the other
7: component if you do want to sort that rick serves <coughs> in on um, like my children's ministry team is like we're we've moved back to the welcome center is where we're checking kids in and so there's a children's ministry greeter that helps new families um, create their profile on our new kid check system and also just welcomes them in and helps them to find the classrooms where their fam- where their children belong and i think like especially for new families um, loving new children well makes a huge difference. Yeah. I mean, if I, if I go to visit a church and I get the feeling that, like, my kids are not going to be safe, loved, paid attention to, if I walk into, like, a nursery room where there's four times as many kids as I'm, like, comfortable with for the number of adults, like, we're not coming back to that church. So I think that we want to continue to really do a good job of um, doing children's ministry well. Not just like barely scraping by, but trying to um, really know that that's an important need for a lot of families.
0: That's so important for a church to be growing. Okay, You have to grow with, with young couples. You and Rodney were actually not married when you were here. That's a church, right. Yes, okay? we were so dating. As, that's as how long ago singles, it was? As singles from UCF, and so uh, we've got a couple couples uh, like that that are no, it's more than a couple yeah. that are here with that so um that's what that is where the church keeps a great core is basically growing folks up in in the church you know this is their church home they're committed to it they're fed they grow spiritually and they serve
7: okay thanks thanks
0: okay yeah kirk kirk's going to be talking as kirk michelle kirk is also a, a, a deacon uh, he's going to talk about missions. Uh, first off, I'll tell you that Kirk does a too much work for the church. Okay, he does the finances. He does missions. He serves on the deacon board. And one of the things that I would encourage you, if you really love missions, talk to Kirk because they're looking for some leadership in that in that as well. So he can give away some of his duties. Okay, <laughs> Kirk was also the one uh, instrumental on coordinating the workday that was here. So. Um, so he's going to talk about missions, and go ahead, Kurt.
4: All right, thanks, Chuck. Uh, morning. So for missions, uh, just a few things on that. We do have a missions committee. Um, that's a smaller group. So unlike, like greeters and things, where I think we need a lot of people, missions is a smaller group. Um, we basically want to care for and assess any needs that the mission that our missionaries have. We have thirteen, primarily focused on international missions. Uh, we do also support choices here locally in Orlando for the, in the whole abortion arena um, and, the, and the work they're doing there. Um, we would receive requests from our missions for say support increases or special special projects. We do send out some short-term teams on occasion as well. Uh, we'll also support those going out on short-term missions during the summertime generally is one that occurs, uh, college students, others that may be going out on a short-term, um, so we'll look at supporting them and helping in those areas as well. Um, so that's, and then our probably our main event that we do for the church body is during the month of August when the equipping hour is suspended. We have a missions emphasis during that month. So we'll have generally two missionaries each Sunday morning in the auditorium, generally Skype or in live, depending on who's here, who's not, you know, what, where we're good with security because there's some challenges with some countries. So we've got to really reassess that this year. As we look at some of those, who we'll be able to communicate with, uh, but then a chance to you know, just talk with them, ask questions, how are you guys doing, what can we be praying for you about, and give the body a chance to really, I guess, get to know or interact with many or longtime friends. Those of us that are newer don't necessarily know everybody. Uh, like you heard earlier about going to Italy, that's the Valachettes. Uh, a number of our folks have served with them, including our pastor, Jim. Um, over in Italy, um, so they're, you know, they're one of our missionaries. Um, most of them are folks that, excuse me, have been uh, members here and have been sent out, um, as opposed to just, you know, Bob and Sally from California that contact us because they'd like to be supported while they're, they're going. We, we really don't have any that fall into that category. It's, generally, it's people that we know well uh, that have been missionaries. We do have a good, a good group of missionaries. Um, from the finance side, um, you probably heard if you were at the meeting, um, our budget's just a little over, a, bit, a little over 10% of our budget is allocated for missions uh, from our annual annual general budget uh, that goes towards our missions group. Uh, the majority of that is in the monthly support and then a portion of that is retained for, again, the short-term missions, um, those, those types of things. So again, if you're interested, certainly let me know. Um, if you'd be interested in in finding out about the team or potentially joining it, certainly can uh, look at that. And then as Chuck mentioned, we are looking at potentially making a couple of changes, uh, possibly for a a new facilitator slash leader um, of the group as well as we move ahead. So um, that'd be great. Yeah, it's
0: what
4: Kurt's still
0: here. I don't want Mm -hmm. to, I want to emphasize what Kurt just said. Most of the folks that we support have are been members here or kind of associate members here they may have a church home but they have been worship with us for years that we've sent out and so um folks in hungary folks in italy folks in chad you know folks in far east they're, they've been members here okay so that's kind of neat because we're we're sending out some of our best mm-hmm. okay that's Really critical and that's kind of neat to be able to see because mm-hmm. you've served on mission mission uh, boards before in your old mm-hmm. church and mm-hmm. that's kind of unique for a lot of a lot of churches that's kind of neat and so uh, I just want to say that that's why that's so important to us is that we know these people they have come and mm-hmm. sat they went through discover OGC and they've been in, been in our church and that's kind of neat so uh, uh, I think that's special So Mm -hmm. thanks, Kirk. Appreciate appreciate that a lot. Um, The other thing from uh, missions, hopefully if you're here on family night, you heard uh, from Pastor Kirk, our old pastor, who went to...
4: Asia, (laughs) Asia. He went to East Asia,
0: and that was because Kirk and his, Kirk's idea, and the mission committee approved, we basically, as kind of a gift, we sent them there to go check on four of our missionaries in that, in that region, so, uh, that was kind of neat to be able to see that, and to check on them, and that really, um, uh, encouraged them as well, so, um. That's really important here. It's always been something that that has been the foundation of Orlando Grace Church is international missions and we hope one of our visions as the elders met uh, this weekend for our retreat and one of the things that we're going to be trying to work on is how can we do that? how can we improve our outreach here locally we do We do great internationally and well how can we do um, a, a bigger input input and influencer? Uh, locally, so we're going to be working on that. So if you have any ideas and stuff like that, you can also talk to Kirk as well too, or talk to one of the, the elders. Okay, so we're pretty much done. So uh, has anybody got any questions about anything? Hopefully, this was informative to you, real quick. Girl, uh, everybody coming by, meet people, yeah.
2: One quick comment, um, just just from a high altitude standpoint, it takes us. There are 70 different roles, roughly, that happen here on a Sunday morning. So, that's what it takes week in, week out, to do what we do here. Just And that's just Sunday. And that's just part of our mission. You know, part of our mission to the city is what we're doing when we're gathered. And then part of our mission to the city is what we do as we, you know, seek to apply the preached word, you know, Monday, Monday through Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. And so... Um, you know What you've heard here today in this session is largely you know, pertaining to you know, roughly the, the 70 things that it takes on a given week um, uh, for us to do everything that you're just kind of seeing here. So I just wanted to paint that picture just from a high-altitude standpoint. That's good. And it's just, it's not that we have to serve. It's that we get to do that. Right? And this is why God has given all of us you know, these gifts in Christ, because these things are, he gives us these things to give us joy. Right. And so when we serve and we exercise these things, God gives us joy from that. So this is not, these aren't obligations. Um, these are things that we, mm-hmm. that we get to do and we are building for ourselves through um, work. And um, God blesses us both here and now, joy in, the, you know, in this worldly sense, but also um, we are building up for ourselves you know, treasures in heaven, whatever, whatever that means when the Bible says those things. So.
0: Good word, Pastor Mike. Let me close in prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for um, these folks here that um, they're contemplating joining us as formal members of Orlando Grace Church. We, we know, Lord, that they have uh, their own special gifts and abilities we pray, Lord, that uh, tonight, today, was an opportunity for them to um, think, think about how they can serve your body and serve you more importantly. So, uh, Lord, we thank you for this day. Prepare our hearts for this worship. Pray you be with uh, Pastor Jim, Lord, as he preaches God's word and the folks that um, that lead us in prayer and uh, offertory and for the music as they point us to you. We pray you be with them.